Welcome to Awakening Warriors Podcast. We talk about life, love, lessons, and learning. See how good I do that now? So good. I'm like a fucking professional. Um, pretty uneventful week, I feel like. Same yeah, old, same old. For the most part, I have lots of days off, which is nice. We've been taking, getting the yard together seriously in terms of cutting down trees and getting dumps out. Getting loads out. Yeah, it was just an absolute clusterfuck, so this is our second time doing this, so. I started a new job, technically, so, yeah. Some new things. It's been hot. And progress. (laughs) But yeah, you had a good week, good job. Proud of you. I want to publicly acknowledge that. Your nationals do this thing when you say things like that. What? They like, I don't know, they like flare out when you're like I'm proud of you. using this weird voice and acting weird. Um, but our topic of conversation today is reading. Which, if you watch any of our previous ones, I mean, we talk about reading and that being a habit of ours. Yeah, but we haven't like dedicated a specific uh episode to like discuss the importance and necessity of reading and your growth of it as an individual so it's god i have a really great quote oh you really good <laughs> that I, albert einstein said no it's mark twain um a man who what is it a man who does not read is no better off than a man who can't yeah and so, like, back in the day, if you look at, like, history and stuff, they always wanted to keep, you know, black people from reading or poverty Women people from, from reading. reading. Yeah. There's a reason. educated. Yeah. And there's a reason why they wanted people being illiterate. Um, because they knew the power and the knowledge that holds on them. Oh, I got another great, great quote. What's that? From Shannon Bombach. That's not her last name, but... Underwood. What? Um... When you read, the book just rips you open. Yeah, Something along those lines. Good ones. That dude. was, yeah, that was, you know, that one, that one stood out for a long time because like, um, for me, when you read a book, it is, there's nothing behind it. There's no bias necessarily. Uh, you know, just wait, listen to me. I, I'm listening. I literally didn't say a word. Like there is a specific individual. Obviously, the individual that wrote this book, yes, um, ha- could have some bias. But like if you say, you know, oh, mm. you do this and blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, you being so close to me, I might just write that particular um, example off and say, you know, oh, I don't do that or, you know, whatever else. And... Whereas if I read this book, which, you know, could hold bias, but not in the same way, you know, because you can, it doesn't come with an attitude and it doesn't come. So you can read these, these black and white words and, and, you know, you can, it can touch you however you would, you allow it to. And you can have like epiphanies and be like, holy fuck, I, I do do that. Or, you know, holy shit, like that's something that I've been trying to work on and that's a new tool that I can utilize or, you know, whatever the case might be. So, um, my personal journey in reading, um, I was supposed to read like in high school and grade school and stuff like that. I was never a strong reader. Um, I still wouldn't consider myself like a strong reader. Uh, but I'd always skipped Typically, I just skim because, you know, the way we they'd have homework is I just look for keywords, you know, and just skim it. I wouldn't actually like read it. I would search for keywords and um, what was that spark notes or cliff notes or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I utilized I that in high school. Um, I never I think I did read, like I said, that one Stargirl book. I read that one all the way through and I liked that one because um, we had to read it. Um, but. I'd I'd never started reading. The only reason go ahead. I was just I didn't read much of like the books that we were supposed to read in school in high school, but what I did read was like novels and stuff. So I read like Nicholas Sparks books. I read um 
Cassie used to read Danielle Steele, and she had a lot of those books. So I would like mm -hmm. borrow books from her, but those were, again, they were novels. So, <clears throat> um, where I first got my kind of, like, nudge to read was um, Amway. Uh, we joined Amway for a while. And, uh, you know, being around that, those type of individuals that wanted more out of life and that had more out of life, that was one of the things they said, you know, read for 15 minutes a day or whatever. 10 pages? 10 pages or 15 minutes? I, don't remember I think it was 10 pages and then 15 minutes of audio or something. A personal development book. Yeah. Specifically. Yep. So they Which, had, maybe we'll circle back to this. There's nothing necessarily wrong with novels, but they don't necessarily hold as much life-changing power as, obviously, a personal development one will. Yeah, and I will say, um, if you have any belief in the law of attraction and stuff like that they can raise your you know emotions you know one way or another so you have to be careful of what you're reading and watching on tv specifically um well yeah whatever you're because, putting in your brain yeah garbage in garbage out type of thing and you know also frequencies and vibrations and shit but um yeah so my i think one of the first books that i started reading was um rich dad poor dad by robert kiyosaki um, I feel like that's a lot of people's first books. Always popping the cherry. <laughs> um, In terms of like personal development, maybe. Yeah, definitely. And then there was the compound effect. That was a really good one. Um, Slight Edge. I mean, because they always had books that they encouraged us to read. So they always had like, didn't they have like, they had like books of the month type of thing, didn't they? That you were kind of supposed to read. Because they were always pushing books on us all the time. Yeah, I can't remember though if that was like, uh, if they had a list of ones. Yeah, I think they had a list. Yeah. So they had a list of books that they would just kind of encourage you to read. And, you know, your mentor would kind of, you know, see where you were lacking and, you know, encourage mm -hmm. it. Um, you know, point you in the right direction for a book. Because, you know, typically like they've read these books as well. So they already know the benefit of, you know, what it's going to uh what you're gonna get out of it so um <clears throat> and it it kind of sounds cheesy but remember when we went i think it was mark evans right and marcus somebody was up on stage talking about mm. his just journey in life and he said like reading changed like drastically changed his I think life because he was in prison yeah i think so yeah he was in jail or prison or something or juvie yeah. maybe he no. was young i thought uh no because i'm pretty sure he was in football in the football league at that point and then he like oh, took a car and crashed it or some shit okay but yeah he was incarcerated yeah. whatever version of that and yeah, yeah he started reading and said that he just like drastically changed his life yeah for sure and reading has drastically changed my life like it is one of the it is a slow it's a slow long it's the long game right it's not going to change your fucking life overnight by any means it is a long term play for sure and there's also i think different levels of it because you can read 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 and not actually apply any of what you're reading but i also believe that you're still planting seeds yeah so even if you don't fully embody and live out everything that you've ever read from any book it's still in your brain you still planted that seed and it might show up like you said long game like years later that seed might start to develop and you're like oh my gosh that came from that book like yeah um, yeah. It's definitely not going to hurt you. No, as long as you're reading the right material, yeah. Right. Yep. Because, um, yeah, there's often times that I'll just struggle through books and, like, I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? But it's also challenging myself and, like, I'm not getting half of, like, what the book is saying. But it's also, like, you know, it's challenging my mind to actually try to understand these concepts. Because, you know, if I read it again, I'd be a lot better off. And that's what, like, Kevin Trudeau talks about. You know, um, I like how when he says like, oh, you know, what's the, what's your current, uh, have you read that book? And he's like, yeah, I read that book once. And he's like, oh, you also ate once too, you know, like you should continue to feed your mind, um, just like you feed your body. And that even goes for like rereading books because in theory you are a different person if you're growing and changing and evolving than you were when you read it the last time. Like, I reread The Alchemist, which is technically a novel, but definitely falls under more, like, development. Um, and Personal. that one, 
yeah, it just hits you different. Things just, you're, you are a different human, so thing, different things will land or different things will have more emphasis or you won't catch things the first time that you do when you read it next time. And Yeah, it's like watching a movie over again, you know, and you're like, oh, I didn't even notice that they planted that in the background or, you know, you, know, you miss you missed a lot more, you miss subtle things. So, and like you said, you are different individuals, so then you see things differently so and it's kind of cool because we were just talking looking at books that we've read in the past few years we started tracking what books we were reading in 2020 and so i think it's kind of cool too because i think even just looking at the books we're reading now are much different than books we started reading right when we started amway like they're they're still more development and evolve evolving evolving evolve evolvement is what i want to say related um but even just looking at the shift of books that we were really heavily reading at one point in time and to where we've kind of shifted now i think my like the books that i read read back then in the first in the very beginning were definitely more like business minded leadership minded um kind of outward focused mm-hmm. Where now the books that I have been recently focusing over the past couple of years are more inwardly focusing because they're more so about, I mean, the leadership book and that stuff still like, it's still about you, but it's not, it's, it's not as deep as what it could be. You know, like the Robert Kiyosaki one's a great business book, you know, surface level business book, but it's not going to teach you your flaws and how to overcome them and your narcissistic tendencies or right you're like you know, inner workings yeah yeah exactly so um and i think that's going to take you my personal opinion it's going to take you a lot further in the in life just as far as peace joy and happiness um which is kind which is more so what i want to obtain you know because i could have if if i could be i could be flat fucking if i could be have Peace, joy, and happiness, and be flat broke, I would probably take it. Because, like, literally, you don't need anything because you're content right there. You know, realistically, right? But you could have all the fucking money in the world and be the most miserable prick ever. So, I think there's a fine... There's got to be a balance there. You know, I still want to have all these experiences and go to Rome and go, you know, travel everywhere. But... You know, it's nothing if I'm miserable in Rome. You know, it's just like, oh, fucking hate my life. You know, I said, I don't, well, what's the point of it? So that's where, and I came from a very miserable place, I think, uh, through my childhood. So that's what's really like caused me to shift my focus more so towards the, the inner workings of myself. I would say yeah. like where we are now, they're more... They tend to be more spiritually based, if you want to call it that. Yeah. Um, another huge influence on us was David, our uh, transformational coach. And mm-hmm. he had rec- He just like opened my... Because that's, I think, where... Which was approximately 2020. Um, mm-hmm. Then that's where our, our shift happened from, you know, basically personal development books in general to you know more so inner spiritual working you know how we operate books Mm -hmm. because i didn't even really understand what he i didn't even understand that side of things i didn't know that was like a a thing i guess yeah i it's funny um i don't know i brought up like a coach i worked with something 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 to a client and I said, you know what? I actually have notes somewhere. And so she was like, would you be willing to like share some of that with me? And I said, I, like, I'll look through it and like see what would like. But I don't know. It's just interesting because that was a very pivotal, I think. Yeah, just a big point in our lives where we had a major shift. And I don't know. I mean, this has nothing to do with reading, but it's just interesting how like that came up recently with a client. And I'm, I want to look. I have a bunch of your notes in my email, but I don't know where all mine are. But anyway. Yeah, so he kind of shined a light on that whole other side of personal development because usually personal development is really looked upon like uh, business books and, you know, success and leadership. Yeah, yep. Whereas, you know, these things are talking, I don't even know how to describe them. You know, like The Power of Now is a really good spiritual book and, you know, The Pain Body 
um, you know, like that people have and, you know, how people hold uh, traumatic experiences in their body and, you know, those come out in triggers and, you know, just so on and so forth um, as far as that shit goes, which is just like, holy shit, um, which I think years ago I would just say, <clears throat> write it off and say that's hippy dippy shit, but now actually experiencing it and being open to it and giving it an opportunity it's like holy fuck like this shit's real like and that's like foundational because like you said like if you're a good leader but you don't good leader i use that in quotes because if it depends on how your your internal workings are and how that comes out when you lead but if you aren't aware of your own wounding and trauma and triggers and how you manage that stuff like none everything else will either be superficial or not super sustainable or because if your internal yeah if your internal stuff isn't right nothing out here will be at least not for the long term there's a recent experience that i had um a co-worker of mine she got a note from a lady and she was just really po'd about it she was pissed because she wrote her such a rude letter and I'm just looking at it. I'm just laughing. Like if I would have got this letter like directed towards me, I would have just fucking chuckled and said, clearly someone lost control writing this letter. And, you know, like she has no control over herself. So then I'm trying to explain to this, um, the coworker of mine, like, hey, listen, you know, you can't get upset about what she wrote. And she's like, oh, no, I'm pissed. I'm I'm furious. I'm going to tell her, show her, you know, something along those lines. She was going to make an example out of her for doing that. And I was like, basically, if you're letting someone, you're letting someone else puppet you. You're letting someone else because they did this. Now you feel this way. And I'm trying to explain to her. I'm like, you're her puppet. And she just, she wasn't really getting it. But that's a huge thing because I could have I could have got tied into that whole thing, too. But I'm, you know, kind of taking a step back and I'm looking at because I used to be her. I used to be in that example, in that position and get upset about everybody that, you know, if they said something mean or disrespectful or whatever else. And now I'm just like, I don't really fucking care. I have no attachment to that because I'm not going to allow you to dictate my how my life is. You know, and did that come from reading? Yeah, definitely. Yep. Um, Dave or Ed Milet talks about your your life experience uh, comes from the quality of your emotions, um, and I feel like that's a really good like you know example that relates to that. So you know if you're if you're a lot watching the news, and I know we're kind of getting off on a tangent here, but if you're watching the news and stuff and you know, every five minutes you're upset about abortion or what Biden did or, you know, what if the border's open or, you know, this, that. There's a thousand, there's millions of things to be upset about that you could be upset about, you know, and you're just choosing to pick some of them. But, you know, with reading, you know, maybe you can even find out that like, hey, like some of this stuff isn't actually what it's to be, you know, like, oh, wow, we've been, yeah, what we're, we're being lied to, and, you know, shit like that, because a lot of people, you know, the most reading they do is a fucking article, you know, the headline of an article, and that's it, you know, they don't do any reading outside of that, and then I think, too, when you look at, like, the news and things like that, so much of that is out of our control, and like you said earlier, garbage in, garbage out, so what you decide to read or watch on TV, that is in your control, and so that's why, like, reading is part of our morning routine. There might, like, this morning I didn't read. So probably in a week I probably don't read two mornings, I'd say, maybe, on average. Um, but we start our days with routines, reading being a part of that, that get us in the place of, that get us in a good place to be yeah. able to move throughout our day from we got up, we read, we worked out, we meditated, we whatever that looks like. It's like priming yourself for the day, you know, you're getting endorphins released out of your body or into your body, um, you know, to kind of get you jump started with all the hormones and endorphins, the positive things. And then, you know, you're also reading some good quality content of something that's, you know, broadening your philosophical ideas or, you know, making you turn into yourself and confront something that, you know, you should, you need to confront in order to live a better life, you know, insert here. For me as a therapist, 
I was mentioning this, I think it goes beyond just reading, but a lot of what I read, I think has made me a better therapist than stuff that I was like needed to do and read in grad school. Oh yeah. Like, especially like this book right now, I think a lot of times I try not to project obviously, but I'm a human. And so when I'm experiencing something and like things come up in session with my clients, I'm like, Ooh, so I'm actually reading this book and, and it's kind of cool because I talk to them too. Like I'm human. I have my own triggers. I, you know, lose it sometimes or don't do things super gracefully or whatever. I'm like, but I'm reading this book and like, here are things that I'm working on. I think this could be super helpful for you too. And so it's cool for me to be able to pull from what's showing up in my life because I'm reading this book and also seeing it like drastically help my clients. Like I had one session with a client on Friday that was so freaking good and so much of like what I'm reading now I pulled into that session because that was what she was struggling with was like being present. So I'm like, oh, here's what I'm reading and here are things that he says to literally embody being present right now because so I'm reading The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle and we know, most of us know that we need to be more present. Okay, what does that actually mean? And so my client's like, well, I, you know, I do my chores, I hang out with friends, I do my work, all these things. I'm like, okay, but that doesn't automatically equal present. Like how much of the, how much of your day, how much of the time that you're doing these things are you actually present? Like just checking off to-do list does not mean present at all. And so it was just cool to like talk about those things and then pull in little examples of like, here, you could do these three things that will literally bring you to this present moment right now and practice that over the week. And that's all because I'm reading this book. And that's because, you know, you could be cleaning the, cleaning your house, but you could be thinking about your friends. That's not a present in thing. So you're doing this physical thing, but you're thinking about something else. You could be thinking, you could be hanging out with your friends, and then you could be, you know, texting or mess or playing on your phone or whatever. That's not being present with your friends and being present in the moment, you know, because you're just constantly in your head. So it was cool too because I was like, you've experienced presence we all have it might be fleeting I'm like, well what does that feel like and she was like it actually just feels kind of like stillness I was like yes and so we talked about that which like I was able to like bring these things up and I was so I mean like getting fired up right now even talking about it but it's because I'm reading this book that I'm able to show up in that way and able to help other people and able to I think in a way because I'm teaching it too it's landing deeper for me because I'm not just reading it and trying on my own I'm also teaching somebody else here's another tangent quick um just because someone has a fucking degree doesn't mean they know anything about anything. Like when you walked out of there, yeah, you walked with a master's degree, but I can, I would bet you would agree with me that reading all of the books in your whole life has made you a better therapist than specifically what they taught you in college. Yes. Overall, yes. There are things that I still use that I learned in grad school that I need, but percentage wise, more, most of it comes from what I'm choosing to learn so most of these fucking therapists are fat lazy have horrible relationships and have nothing to offer but yet people are going to them and getting nothing because these therapists don't have anything to offer in general because they don't read these books they have so much shit that they haven't solved on their own self and then they're having these other people come to them and then they're causing even more distrife giving them wrong answers wrong direction and fucking they're both living in fucking misery and this is why i don't have a problem with all therapists obviously but like i'd say the majority i'm not i won't even say a percentage i'll say the majority of therapists are fucking absolutely worthless i've been to a therapist my wife's a therapist i see therapists i see who you know like i see these things and i'm like clearly you have a lot of unresolved issues and you can't even fucking help yourself, let alone help me. So you need to first resolve your own issues before trying to assist. It's like putting on your fucking mask first, you know. Put on your air mask first to help yourself, then you can help somebody else, you know. And typically that comes from um, realizations, which, you know, people can people can offer realizations because I can offer you my perspective on something and why you do something. You know, I could be wrong. Maybe I'm right, maybe I'm wrong. But it gives you something to think about. Or you could take this book with no bias. I'm using my air quotes. um, And it's just black and white. And then you can come to the conclusion on whether you do these things or not. 
And that's like what kind of, that's where uh, she talked about, you know, or I mentioned that, you know, it, it, the book rips you open. It makes you look at things about yourself that you will not ever normally look at because you don't think about these things. You know, like you're not thinking like, oh, I'm a, I'm a fucking narcissist. You know, like you're probably if you're a narcissist, you're probably thinking you're not a narcissist. <laughs> yeah, I was to say especially with that one. Specifically. You know, but if you start reading, you're like, holy fuck, I, I do, do this, I do that, <laughs> I do that. Holy fuck! Well, I'm like, was... I might be a fucking narcissist. So you know? I, we talked about codependency because of a book I was reading too. So there's an episode on that. But that was kind of like I knew I had some of these things, and then I'm like going through and reading, and I'm like, whoa! It shows up in more ways than just the super obvious ways that I'm aware of right now. And right, uh, and some fucking asshole could have wrote that book, right? So <laughs> you could you could be totally off base at that. But I mean, there is also like an intuitive internal. Uh, radar that will like okay this is like actually quality good information you know right. and you can also even if you want to you can look at like okay what are the what's this guy's specs you i was know, gonna like, say i've done that before for authors that i don't super like i don't know a lot or i haven't heard of before i'm like let me look them up because like who is this guy telling me these things which is doing and, my own due diligence and you don't have to you don't have to i i read a lot of stuff that um i'm not necessarily agree with I don't agree with everything, right, that I read, but I want, but, and I also don't go out and seek, like, transgender fucking reasonability or something, you know, like, I'm not going out there to go far to look at the complete opposite of what I think, you know, in some cases are good, you know, if you're looking left, you should look at right to see if, you know, there's something in the middle that, you know, might uh, make more sense, you know what I mean? Are you, kind of, are you gathering what I mean? Oh, yeah, so I you know. don't want to just read everything that confirms all of your beliefs. Yeah, yep, for sure. So, you know, I don't specifically look at those books. I just pick up whatever book that I think, you know, is calling me or book that I was recommended to me or, you know, something that I need to specifically work on and stuff like that. Um, I forgot where I was going with this. You don't agree with everything. Oh, so, um, like, I like Jordan Peterson, for instance. Jordan Peterson's wrote a couple books. Uh, I have read none of them. Um, I've tried to read The Twelve Rules of Life. Uh, and at that time, when it first came out, I just wasn't to where I needed to be in order to read that book. It wasn't the right time. I didn't have the capability and the attention span. Um, but there's a lot of great things that I... I like about Peterson and there's other things that I disagree with Peterson with, but for the most part, you know, so don't just close somebody off because of, you know, certain beliefs or something like Brene Brown, you know, like she's a really good, um, philosophical thought leader as well, in my personal opinion. And she's you know, a social I could, worker too. I, yeah, I could, I could write that off because I'm like, Oh fuck, she's a social worker. Oh shit. She's a woman or, Oh, you know, she believes that, you know, gays have right or, you know, fucking she believes guns are bad. And I'm not saying she does or doesn't believe any of this stuff. I don't fucking know. And I'm not going to hold it against her one way or another. But the point is, I feel like a lot of people will avoid reading certain books, um, particularly like Christianity and stuff like that. Like if it um, kind of, if there's any hint of, uh, I don't know. Religion? No distortion i would say distortion of somebody else's belief like oh well they believe that i i'm not gonna read that because they believe that you know i can't even think about things but you know like each <laughs> each fucking religion like catholicism baptism about... like each thing is different so that each each thing has a distortion right what is it the other the like christianity has the bible and then there's the quran the like Muslim i know quran i know people who will go out of their way to read that because they, although it's maybe not necessarily what they stand on, they recognize that there probably still will be good things in it. Yeah. Or yeah. even like the Bible. Like, or open your mind to it, you know. Yeah. A lot so, of people write, I got a buddy that was like, if I like sent him a thing on Snapchat, like a Bible verse, he would be like, he used to be like, don't send me that. And I'm like, bro, I'm like, that is too extreme. Like, I'm not, like, pushing this shit on you or anything. It's not like I'm like, have you heard about Jesus today? You know? Like, I was literally just sending it because I was like, damn, dude, that's really good. And, you know, he, at the time, he got upset with me sending that to him, you know? So. And I think, so this is maybe, this is another topic, but I think some of that goes with, like, wounding 
from yeah. the church and from families and religion and things like that, where right. people just get completely like shut off to it. But it reminds me of, I don't remember who gave this example, but it's like grocery shopping. Like there are so many options of so many flavors, so many flavors of crackers. You don't need to grab every single one, grab what fits, grab what you need and then move along. And I think reading a book can be that way. Listening to podcasts can be that way. Like there are things that, yeah, I'll listen to somebody who generally I enjoy listening to and he'll say things that I'm like, what? I don't think that at all. But it doesn't mean I write off every single podcast of his after that because there is good stuff still. And so I take what applies to me. I take what's helpful to me and then I leave the rest. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I'm currently reading a big ass book. It's over well over 500 pages. It's called the Neville Goddard Deluxe Collection. It's basically all 14 of his books in one. Um, so, I mean, really, they're actually pretty short books, if you really can think about it, because, you know, you got 14 books and 500 pages, but reading it back to back, I mean, it's a pretty tough read, as far as that goes, because it <laughs> takes it takes scripture, um, and then it, like, breaks it down into a different perspective, what, compared to what you would, ex like, the church would necessarily talk about, because they talk about more, like, not out, uh allegories and stuff but basically kind of like metaphors and stuff you know like this is a metaphor for this thing so like david mm. you know what i'm talking just about brought that up in here nice specific one um so it's it's a lot about consciousness because it talks about how the bible is a lot is about consciousness and you know jesus can be anything because it can be your your savior of the you know Insert here. Jesus is your savior, so you can make this your savior. Didn't or, I also say like Jesus is our imagination? Um, I'm sure there's something in there that could be right, right along that. Um, <clears throat> but so let's see. The consciousness of guilt calls forth con condemnation, and the consciousness of lack produces poverty. So basically, so specifically, a lot about breaking down how the Bible talks about consciousness in metaphors, and so everything. And we won't dive into this right now, but almost, I'll say almost everything. Almost everything, or everything living, I will say, has a type of consciousness, and they he say says everything, everything. They are, uh, and they say, but I'm not to that point yet. So like a rock has like, some level of consciousness, he says. Yes, and that's what they that's what he they say, and maybe he's smarter than me. I just don't see it yet, but I'm open to that idea, right? Because I'm I'm just like okay, I'm not I'm not gonna come say that you're fucking wrong unless I know for a fact that you're wrong. But I can't I. I can't tell whether that is accurate or not. I have no test, so I'm not going to say he's right or wrong. But anyways, I, in my personal opinion, everything living has a, has a uh, some degree of consciousness. A tree, a blade of grass, all has consciousness. It's a living thing, right? Well, so, I mean, if you even think beyond like leaves like, reaching toward the sun and photosynthesis, like there's a process yep. in... Yeah, exactly. So, you know, and then you go, you, you might jump up to a bug and say, okay, that thing has a consciousness. And then you might jump up to a cat and a dog and say, okay, that thing has a certain level of consciousness, right? And so, as a child, you're born, right? And you have a certain level of consciousness. You know about, you know, probably your basic needs. You know you need food. You know you need... You know um, you're uncomfortable. You know you're uncomfortable. You know, you know, thir you're thirsty. You're tired. Yeah, yeah, you, you know, typically your body needs, and then you get to an adult, and hopefully you have a little more consciousness. <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully you have a lot more. Well, fuck, some of these people, bro, like, Jesus. Um, and so, like, you, you learn to develop that consciousness, and for me, that's kind of what this game has become, come all about is my level of consciousness. Like, do I get triggered by these things? Do I jump into your fucking playing your game or, you know, something like that, you know? And I like, it's again, I've, I've mentioned this in other podcasts. It comes down to like superiority for me, you know, it's an egotistical reason to doing that, but I'm aware of that, right? It's. It's good that I can sit here and say that I'm doing something for an egotistical reason. Whereas 
Some people might say, well, no, I'm not doing that for an egotistical reason. I often joke with you and say that I'm enlightened and shit like that. And that beyond... Which, you it are. does piss me off. But I have a definition <laughs> for enlightenment if you want to know what Eckhart Tolle says it is. Oh, fuck. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, the word enlightenment. It is simply your nature... Er, start over. Simply your natural state of felt oneness with being. It's a state of connectedness with something immeasurable and indestructible, something that almost paradoxically is essentially you and yet is much greater than you and is finding your true nature beyond name and form. And that is me. <laughs> I do. That does trigger me, though. And then I say, I know you think that you're so enlightened. Oh, you're so enlightened. So why are you blah, blah, blah? Anyway, but that's me reacting from an unconscious place. Yeah. So um, there's a... So I, I think I've, I've used this probably numerous times and I took this from, I took, I kind of mixed two different things. I mixed my own concept and I mixed from uh, an NLP concept, which is neuro neurolinguistics programming. <laughs> neurolinguistic programming. Yeah. So I took a couple courses and in one of the courses he was, he mentioned, you know, he's like, he wants you to imagine things and visualize things, right? And he wants to say, okay, I want to imagine that you're, you know, you're doing this and you're really mad at somebody like, so, you know, you're generating the emotion and you're experiencing the emotion, right? And then he says, okay, cool. Step back, open your eyes, close your eyes. Okay. Now I want you to imagine that you're sitting in a movie theater and then you're watching yourself be mad at this individual so then you're you're going from the emotion to watching someone experience the emotion and then he says you know open your eyes close your eyes and then he wants you to go up to the projector now you're the one playing the movie watching that guy watch, so the, movie. watch the movie so you're watching yourself experience that emotion and that that really is fucking like I've I've experienced it. I've probably literally only experienced it one the time that I can think level? of. The projector level. One time mm. in my experience have I ever experienced that level. One time, but mm. I do know it fucking exists. Usually, I'm typically the guy that's sitting and in the movie theater. Like I'm watching my. I can typically experience myself experience the emotions you know what i mean you can watch yourself experience yeah yep emotion. so i can i can um i can see i can i can feel something rise and i'm like oh wow i'm getting really irritated right now you know i'm like okay cool let's take a step back and like you know be back but it's it's really tough to fucking get to that next level where like you're watching yourself because and that's where i think meditation comes into play and i think that's where um the whole concept of like when Alan Watts talks about when you lay there and he just says, let the, you know, the thoughts come across your mind, you know, and like just experiencing the thoughts. I think that's almost that level because it's like, I'm not thinking the thoughts, but I'm watching myself think the thoughts. You know what I mean? But if you're watching yourself think the thoughts and aren't you still sitting in the theater? Now I'm talking about meditation. So Alan Watts in the, in his meditation video tells you to just listen to the sounds, listen to, and, and, and then listen to the thoughts and listen to the thoughts. Yeah. As a happening. So like when I think the thoughts, I'm literally thinking the thoughts and then I'm like, Oh fuck, what am I doing? I'm whatevering, but there should be in my, this is, this is my experience. This is, this is my, this is my thought process. At least there should be an, ex there should be an experience where you, can literally watch yourself think those thoughts. The level of consciousness, you know what I mean? It's like I a know. step back. You're, well, you're so like you're watching, you're, you're almost you're experiencing yourself think the thoughts. Because I'm to the point where I'm like, oh fuck, I need to, you know, come back to my breath. Because I'm like thinking about what I gotta do right. today or what happened this morning or whatever. And then I want to be to the next level. So I'm thinking about it just like the movie theater. I'm here thinking the thoughts and then right. I'm here experiencing myself thinking the thoughts and then I'm here experiencing myself, experiencing myself, experiencing the thoughts. Um, and that reminds me of, cause I don't 
know if it's here or if it's been in other books that I've read, but they talk about like our true essence, our true soul exists behind the thoughts. Mm. And that's like, that kind of makes me think of that a little bit. I've never heard about that, but yeah, it's similar concept. Um, we should start doing like the, what our current reads or book recommendations on um, Facebook and Instagram. Um, cause at the end of this, this, we'll just like throw some out there and, you know, kind of recommend books if people want to read them and shit. So, but I mean, I, I haven't read a shit ton of books, but I'm guessing, you uh, I bet you I've read a hundred books now. It's pretty good. <laughs> Not really. When I hear about some of these fucking people, dude, some of these people bust out books. Seriously. I'm like, dude, that's insane to me. And maybe I should take a more, more intentional thing um driving because some of these books just like i start them and i feel guilty i don't i don't feel i don't feel guilty but i don't feel okay not finishing them not finishing them so i'm like no i cannot fucking not finish this book like i'm quarter of the way through i'm finishing this book a lot of people do audiobooks i do too i do too i I do audio i don't at all so audiobooks i only do when i have an opportunity so i listen to podcasts i listen to you know ed mylett things i listen to a lot of uh, ken malcroy things which is real estate robert kiyosaki peter schiff i listen to a lot of a lot of different things on youtube specifically and i also listen to um oh impact theory is a good one i also listen to audiobooks but it's usually like when i'm running so i'm like trying to compound my time because when i'm listening to a book or have like a decent drive yeah, yep, or a decent drive. Because um, when I'm listening to a book, I also don't pick up on every as much as I could. The same thing with this, but I feel like my mind wanders more often when I'm listening to an audio because I get off on a tangent and like think, 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 think. And I'm like, oh, fuck. What was yeah, you saying? it's easier to be like, oh, shoot, I just didn't pay attention to the past three paragraphs. Let me go back and yeah, reread, reread it. Yeah. Yep, so I try to avoid uh, audio book, or I don't try to avoid, but. Um, I focus more on reading an actual paper book because I do think there's a huge difference. It, it challenges your focus and um, just stretches you a lot more because you have to focus on the concept and it takes mental fortitude to kind of read through the actual pages. So, and focus is, focus is huge because that, I mean, if you think about right now, our, our world and society is going in a not so focused thing and direction spans are getting smaller and smaller yeah i mean if you think about like a video or something that you watch like you're just tiktok and shit you're just like flick 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 and i don't i have a tiktok i just never use it but i do have you know i still see them on facebook you know which is basically the same thing you know, there's, it's the same fucking thing. It's just not specifically like do it. And I'll swipe through fucking probably 10 of them. And then I'll be like, you know what? I need to fucking For put real. this down. Earlier when we were just like chilling in bed, I was just like laying there with my eyes closed, just listening to all the videos you were just flipping through. Yeah. So I'm just as I guilty. I definitely have an easier time not picking up my phone. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I mean, we are not perfect. We... I mean, I'm Ugh. I'm closer I'm closer than some, but 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 I've still got a long way to go. I will never arrive, unfortunately, <laughs> as much as I think I should have by now. Um, so yeah, I mean, it just is what it is. And books. What? Go ahead. No. Books are a huge leverage point in your life you know if you start to they'll change you so much faster than anything else in my personal opinion outside of experience right outside of some like life moving god you know what do you call it an act of god yeah (laughs) god directed life event um books are probably your biggest uh key component in change so, because I think I think they're better than your significant spouse, which is your what significant spouse? What is it? Significant other? Significant other. Um, <laughs> I mean, I am pretty significant. Then I think it's it's even more than that. I think 
I think your uh, significant other is your um, your tester or your, you know, like, like they challenge you, but they're not your biggest, like, they don't put shine the light on your blind spots as well as a book does. Or have, I think, the ability influence. to. I don't, yeah, yeah, the influence, I think I that they have the, the opportunity to, but yep. as a human being who gets triggered and has their own wounding, like, we might just get defensive and put walls up right away. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Um, so what I got excited about was we don't, I need to work on this because this has been a project for a while, but we don't have all our books up on the bookshelf yet, but once they're all up there. They never will be. They can take a picture and share it also because I feel like I always like look up and that's what I'm looking at as our bookshelf. Yeah, I do We could too. just show you too, but I think it would be cool to like, get all the books up there. Yeah. I don't know what they'll fit. Um... We have, they won't fit. We also have doubles though. We have a lot. Yeah, it's, they still won't fit. <laughs> um, so yeah, I thought that was a, this was an extremely important topic that we touched about because it is such a, <laughs> I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs> we touched I about. I want to see how many times I can say that Stop. in a row for episodes. Make gonna... like a drinking game every time you tell me you want to punch me in the face. Drink. Anyway. Um. Yeah, it's a game changer at the end of the day. That is literally because books cause self-awareness, I, I believe, or can cause self-awareness if you're writing the right, right books. And self-awareness leads to change. So, Boom. And trauma. Trauma leads to change too. Oh, and trauma. And trauma leads to change. Um, some of the books that come to my mind are The Four Agreements. Mm-hmm. That's and, a really good one if you're just starting reading, too. Yeah, yep. Uh, the Alchemist, like she had recommended before, that's a, like a novel. Um, the Untethered Soul, The Dragon Doesn't mm. Live Here Anymore. Unlimited Power by Tony Robbins. Uh, the David Goggins book, Can't Hurt Me. That's a good one. Um, Did you read A Return to Love or not yet? I don't know. I think... Oh, I listened to Return to Love. I'm almost done. That one's a pretty decent one. It refers to um, A Course in Miracles a shit ton. A Return to Love. Which is a whole other book. Which is like a 2,000 page book. And I've read a couple hundred pages of it. A lot of people quote it. I have like a... Dude, it's a monster. A Course in Miracles made easy or something. It's obviously like a way shortened. Um, What else? A couple of novels. Yeah, because I was done. I was done with my book. We can't take turns? Go ahead. So, I am a big fan of novels that are in this genre. I love those. So, a couple of them that we have both read. Um, Jonathan Livingston Siegel. Jonathan! That's a good one. Uh, and we self- have inside jokes with each other, too, because we read both read these books. <laughs> the and self- she usually reads books after I read them, because I'm I like, do. listen, girl, you gotta read this book. The Celestine listen, Prophecy. Girl. What's David's called? The Train of Transformation. Yeah. Okay, now you can go again. Well, I'm listening to you. I was on a roll. Oh, and keep I was, rolling. No, it's too fucking late. Unless you're going to give me some time to get going again. <gasps> Midnight Library is also another novel that was good. Yeah, I got nothing right now. I was on a roll. <laughs> we could have kept going. Advocate for yourself. <sighs> No, because you're such a fucking strong one. Dude, 2022, I didn't read a lot either. Or 2021, I only read six books. Um, The <clears> Compound <throat> Effect is definitely a good one. And so the Sleight of Edge. The Sleight of Edge has a concept in there. Like if you are on a plane and they change you, you know, one degree to the left or the right, then you'll end up in a radically different location, like halfway across around the world, you know, when you're flying. Um, so that, you know, you have to basically keep everything on track and keep focus and, oh, the power of intention. Did you mention that Isn't one? Isn't slight edge? Slight of edge. Anyway. Slight edge, whatever. Uh, yeah, the power of intention by Wayne Dyer. That one's really good. I have read that, that one, one also. Oh, uh, Eckhart, the new, Eckhart Tolle, the new earth. That's, uh, I, I almost like that one almost better than the power of now. It's, I was say the power of now. That one's a really good one. Extreme Ownership's pretty good. By Jocko Willinks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Let's so. 
Let's wrap this shit up, nigga. Hold on, I'm not even done. Um, don't even tell me not everybody wants to hear you sit here in silence and fucking go Ooh. fine that's why i didn't want to fucking do any more of my books because i'd have to be sit here and think forever oh my gosh Ooh, the power of habit that's a really good one um i don't even see it up there right now but um that is an awesome book i actually never read it but i listened to it um and i highly recommend that they go through all kinds of like different triggers and stuff and it really breaks down like, you know, like, oh, why am I eating this cupcake? Or why did people get addicted to gambling? And, you know, so on and so forth. Uh, because there's triggers that things that, you know, reward systems in your mind. And, oh, it's an epic book. I would highly recommend that if you're addicted to something. <laughs> or uh, you want to, like, start integrating better habits in your life or break other habits. So. Um, I actually started recording in 2019 because I remember I read Outwitting the Devil. That one's really good, too. Yep, that was a good one. And that one is a lot about your subconscious and conscious mind, um, actually. So they consider your, I think, the devil being like your subconscious mind overriding that, essentially. Living with the monks and living with the seal is also really good. Ooh, Jesse Itzler. Yep, I highly recommend those as well. Those are great books. So... All right, cool. Well, let's wrap this up. If you guys want to, if you guys enjoyed this episode, please share it with somebody. Um, we're on Spotify and YouTube currently. Um, and we're just trying to document our journey and also kind of help other people along on their own journey. So we know that it's always better. It's always better to find somebody else that's been through what you've been through and kind of Help you along. Not so, that we all have the same experiences, but... Similar experiences. Just like-minded and all evolving. Um, uh, You can go to Instagram and follow us. My lovely wife will start uh, posting our books and stuff uh, regularly and having a fun experience with that. Because you're can not go to capable. Facebook. I am uncapable. I don't even know where to start. Um... And you can go to Facebook and like our page. And, and subscribe on YouTube. Oh, my. Subscribe on YouTube. So I think that's it. And mm -hmm. you guys have a great day. Thanks for joining us. And we'll see you next week. week.